you're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel Watusi. What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Hello and welcome to Little Diva Energy, your fortnightly slice of something extra. And uh, as usual, my husband Tom is also here, but dear listener, tonight it is just family because we are joined by esteemed, renowned cultural commentators, Bridge Hawkins and Chris Adams. Hiya. Hi. Well, we thought, didn't we, that we've been on we've been on a break, and we did say that we'd uh, the four of us would get together last month, but um. Oh, we've been busy, haven't we? We've had, yes. we've had a lot on. There's been a panny D going on. There's been a panny D. We've moved house. We don't live in Tottenham anymore. No. No. We but li- we are still urging Lady Gaga to get in touch about popping down to <laughs> Aldi. Because it's not far and, we, and we're prepared to travel. You've upgraded now. You've got a Sainsbury's local nearby. We certainly bloody do. You could go there. Do you know what else we... Yeah. Yeah, actually, I haven't even thought of that. What? We could take her to Sainsbury's local. I just don't think she'd be interested in Sainsbury's. Do you not? No. <laughs> I feel like Gaga is the only thing that would get you two back to Tottenham. It's Gaga or nothing. <laughs> well, that and the and the, the fucking massive IKEA, yeah. and they keep trying to make me go there, but I shan't. I won't go. You didn't like it even when we lived there. No, not really. Um, it's not a great. No, we do. Live... <laughs> <laughs> You've lost your Tottenham sponsorship. Yeah, if you want Tottenham Hotspurs to sponsor you, you're fucked. <laughs> We are massively their target demographic, aren't we, as well? Spurs fans. Yeah. Um, no, today we went for a, a walk in our local area and saw where serial killer Dennis Nielsen lived. Oh, lovely. Oh, we, should start, nice we should start a little tour, maybe. <laughs> maybe. It'll Genuinely be a short one. about it. Yeah. One thing that really struck us was like how how many night buses he must have been taking people on. Yeah. Because he was picking people up in Soho. Very well connected. That's the true horror. <laughs> Can you imagine the admin? He must have had a mega rider. <laughs> did, they, did they have mega riders in London at the time? Or is that just purely a northern thing? I bet in the late 80s, surely they had some sort of like bumper pass. Or maybe Flatshire got rid of it. Maybe. Because she did hate public transport, probably, didn't she? Yeah, she probably just charged £40 a trip or something. <laughs> she didn't specifically hate public transport. She hated people that were on it. The public. Fine. She, I think she hated the public. She hated yeah. not the public. People that had to take it. Yeah. <laughs> She'd prefer if it was just empty. Yeah. <laughs> Full of gold. Just buses driving around. (laughs) (laughs) Empty buses full of gold. Milk. (laughs) Why wasn't this in your poem that you wrote for Margaret Thatcher? (laughs) I don't think I understood at the time the full full effect of of Margaret's reign. (laughs) Do you want to tell the listener what your poem was? Uh, I won a prize in the local paper for writing. It was when Margaret Thatcher uh, left office. Is that what we say? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, it was defenestrated. Out of office. <laughs> out of office. And the, <laughs> the competition was to write a poem about what she could do next. And what did you suggest? I suggested a, a whole host of things she could do next in, in poem form. <laughs> Not just one thing. I can't remember. I suggested she could be uh, an electrician. I suggested she could go on a nice holiday. <laughs> it was really good. I can't remember. I don't think I have it, but um, there's you... a photo of me clutching a headshot of Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> In the local paper. I've got it. I've got that photo saved. I've got that photo. I've got the photo. It's one of the... I just don't think I have the original text. <laughs> we'll never, never get the original text, but my God, what a photo. It is There's a, a real humanist photo. approach that you had there to that as well, and the fact that you just sort of said, you know, what's she going to do afterwards? I said, well, she should go on a nice holiday because yeah. yeah. she's, she's been busy. She's been busy. Yeah. She's and there's the busy. kind of humanist approach that she would never have taken towards you. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> I don't think I quite, as I say, as a six or seven-year-old, I'm not quite sure I grasped her impact on the nation at the time and just wished her well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're a kind soul. Yeah. Indeed. But now, sat next Bypass to your husband, <laughs> who's wearing an It's a Sin-inspired T-shirt, we realise her impact. We've changed our tune. She can't have the holiday. Yeah, suggestion, Margaret, get fucked. Um, <laughs> what she could do next, fuck herself. Yeah. <laughs> the, the News and Star would not have printed that kind of language. <laughs> No, that's fair. Oh, certainly would not. Going so, back to that walking tour as well that we were saying yeah. about around where Nilsson was, it would be very short, but they could make two stops because um, the kinks were from around there as well. Yeah. They? So, but I don't know how. What's the well, theme of this tour? I don't know how well Ray Davies would take being on the one of two stops, yeah, and the no. other one being Dennis Nilsson's house. 
I'm not sure. You know, Ray Davies and famous <laughs> serial killer Dennis Nilsson. Yeah. I think you might need to invent a few more local celebrity facts. Just add yeah. them into the tour. I do feel, I feel like there's been worse tourist attractions than that, though. Like... Yeah, well, Diggerland in North Devon. There you go. Yeah, it's true. Dickens World. Dickens World. <laughs> Eden Ostrich World. <laughs> all of these. The Gnome Sanctuary. Yeah, all of these things though they have a, a USP, whereas your tour is serial killers. <laughs> the Kings. Yes. Yeah. Like, and the Kings. When you're driving past a sign for Cobberton Combat Collection, you definitely know yeah. what you're in for. Whereas if, if you're signing up for this tour, no, it'd be a mixed bag. But um, that's what we bag. call it. We call it the Crouch End yeah. Mixed Bag. <laughs> and the mixed bag is that it's not even Crouch End, it's in Muswell Hill. Sort of Muswell Hill. There you go. Just really going in. It's a really mixed bag. <laughs> yeah, you got out of the gate early, didn't you? Oh, we're in Crouch End. <laughs> You're not, bitch. You're not. Rain it in. It's <laughs> we're not a tutoring agency as well. <laughs> we don't have to use Crouch End to get people to come to the tour. <laughs> actually, Crouch End would actually put me off the tour because it's quite hard to get to. Yeah, it's an arse. Well, thank God, you know, if only everyone else had been a bit more unwilling to travel, then maybe we could have ended his reign of terror. <laughs> when we're circling back. <laughs> what a unique way to victim blame that was. <laughs> it, was... <laughs> it went down quite the cul-de-sac, that, didn't it? <laughs> so did he. Indeed. <laughs> Anyway, well, it's not. It's an open-ended road. It's an open-ended road. Well, here Just we are. Just told you that we walked down it. <laughs> Back again at the uh, the coalface of journalism. Cut all That's that. right. Cut, all cut that. it. Cut it all. <laughs> cut it all. Not, not allowed. I'm Holly, and um, my husband's also here. See, we're just starting. <laughs> <again. laughs> yeah, exactly. Reset. Right. So we had our first part of Peaches Christ and Divine. Oh yes, I enjoyed uh, it very much. It's, oh my god, isn't isn't she lovely? Mm-hmm. Yes. You knew she would be, though. You can just tell. Yeah. Just, just lush. Just so fabulous. Have you seen some Peaches Christ shows? Yes. I've never... I have you never. Have. Have you I? know what? I, I saw so. um, The Death Becomes Her Woman. I forgot the drag name of it. Oh. Um, what was that? You were there with me. It was with Jinx, oh, I think. Yeah. One of the drag race queens in it. And then Peaches, and it had Cheddar Gorgeous. Oh. And, well, it had, like, The House of Gorgeous. It had, like, she Cheddar Gorgeous and Anaphylactic one? and all of that. She does the Grey Gardens one. You yeah. did the Grey Gardens oh, one, yeah. God, she writes, she oh, writes, produces, directs. She's, it's yeah. all Peaches Christ production. Who knew? So, I see, yeah, Death Becomes Her and... And, yeah, a few of them. They're excellent. They're so good. Is it, do you see the Hocus Pocus one? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Oh, maybe that was... Was that not the one with the House of Gorgeous in it? That was, yeah, Jinx and... I can't remember who else was in that, but so good. Absolutely. Yeah, great. She's just so knowledgeable and so kind with her knowledge as well. It's like, you can tell that, that Josh, who is Peaches, is uh, has done film lectures and stuff, because, like, the, if he don't know it, it's not worth knowing. It's so good. And uh, and Divine, I mean, what a subject. She's just so yeah. joyous. Yeah, groundbreaking, trail break. I think that this is a different conversation. It's another podcast in it about Taylor. Oh, what a, what a little juicy dangle there. What a little tidbit. <laughs> juicy dangle. It's part two going to be out. It's going to be out next week, a week Ooh. today. Yeah, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. And we've had some Sorry. lovely old feedback, which Tom's going to recap. Well, we've just mainly, Peaches seems very excited, which is great, about uh, John Waters' experience, Waters, Waters World. World. Yeah. Which we oh, yeah, Waters World. Yeah. The time. I'm going to make that happen. Um, so hopefully Peaches is going to make that happen. Um, we had a lovely response from um, Michael Verratti, mm. uh, who gave us some very nice feedback as well. Big shout out to Michael. Yes. Yeah. And just like generally just people being very kind. People and- are lovely. Nice. It's nice that they're glad you're back, isn't it? It That's is nice. Like, oh, these two again. Oh, these are. old oh, bags. Hell. Yeah, fantastic. I've got to unsubscribe if I don't want to receive that every week. Yeah. Um, so we've obviously got a lot to catch up on. We've got Ooh, some key... Yeah. On the LDE AGM today, uh, we have to speak about the inauguration. Oh, God. First, we should just say welcome back to the listeners. Oh, did we not cover that? Not really. <laughs> You haven't heard from us for a while. Hello. Hello again. How are you? Thanks for not leaving. So the inauguration... I don't think they can respond. Are you waiting (laughs) for an I left them a pause. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right. Let's discuss so many aspects of that, which which is, again, what we we did promise on on Twitter that we would do this. Long time (laughs) ago. Last month. It was a while back. So key diva moments of the inauguration, go. J-Lo. Let's get loud. It's. I mean. It's. It's a. I think it's a. 
an era-defining diva moment to drop your own song into the national <laughs> anthem. <laughs> to to enmesh it in between two like <laughs> almost like hymns of Americanness, and then put guess. I mean, absolutely iconic. Well, therefore, three hymns of Americanness. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the size of J Lo's bollocks to even turn up for a vocalists sort of gig anyway and then to drop her own song in it like it's what I'm looking for you know incredible well following Gaga yeah exactly Diane Warren the famous songwriter who's who wrote such hits as Turn Back Time etc basically all songs for divas on Twitter was throwing about some shade before JLo got up there she was like oh following Gaga all right JLo which was bold but I thought she acquitted herself absolutely Quite well. Unexpectedly well. Yeah. Yes. She was very... Uh, <laughs> it's just that, it, yes, she held herself fine, but does anybody want... I don't want fine from J-Lo. I want perfection because no. it's what she can deliver. You want Super Bowl. I want Super Bowl. Yeah. That's all. I want Super Bowl. I want Hustlers. Like, it's all I really want. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Or when she did that concert for Gaga and she quite clearly had auto-tuned <laughs> it to fuck. That was hilarious. And she was sat in that... Like, in her garden. Yeah, very yeah. true. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so, okay, we, we, we've gone to J-Lo. We've missed Gaga. Oh, yeah. I sort of forgot Gaga but in light of J-Lo, but it was a month ago, to be fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's remind the reader, <laughs> the listener, let's remind ourselves what this audio medium is. Um what what do we think about the fashion, the gown on Gaga? Very very nice. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> You've no idea. <laughs> she had a lovely brooch. <laughs> she had a lovely brooch, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember. I mean, it was like the size of a dinner plate, wasn't it? She had a sort of massive pigeon on her left yeah. or right bosom. She's obviously got the brief that yeah, I think it was an eagle too. <laughs> <laughs> was it not? Was it not a dove? Oh, maybe it was uh, that would make sense. Too, yeah. <laughs> not a pigeon. The, the size of an eagle or a pigeon. <laughs> a wood pigeon. A nice big one. Lovely great big pigeon. A tit. She had a seagull on her chest. A tit. She had a tit on her tit. Yeah. Um, in the chaparelli gown as well. Stunning. I feel like what she's so good at is she's taken the brief, which is like politics, first lady. They often wear like a coat, a brooch, like it's very that. But then she yeah. makes it drag, you know, always. Yeah. Always. She's always dressing for the Met Gala at some mm-hmm. at some level. Um, and you had a very good observation about the national anthem that I thought was, was about how, how the inherent diva energy of the anthem being a big sing. Yeah. <laughs> it says everything you need to know about America, doesn't it? That yeah. their national anthem's a big sing. Yeah. Like that they've gotta they've gotta have a vocalist to yeah. come to their sports game to sing the national anthem for them. So you've got like God save the Queen, you've got like Harry Kane stood there looking absolutely miserable, like murmuring the words along. They've yeah. all got to do it. Whereas the Americans are like, we're not going to make them do that. <laughs> no. That's bang out of order. <laughs> Get a professional singer. Get Lady Gaga in. Yeah. They also, it's such a diva song because not only is it a big sing, it's a big sing that you can make competitive and they all try and top each other constantly. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes it She's... works and sometimes it's Fergie. And I feel like that's in itself diva. <laughs> I rewatched that again the other day. Fer- we watched Fergie again the other day. Oh, it's my favourite. And do you prefer it to Glenn? Um, oh, yeah, I do. I that's actually do. Because I feel yeah. like the joy of it is that Fergie is a pop star. Yeah. You know, that's her actual yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. She's a singer. Fergie makes such weird choices. Again, I think it's the one-upmanship. Because, like, you know what? Faces of Meth Fergie can actually sing. Yeah, she can. Like, she's got... She can She can knock it out the park. However, she. why did she decide that she was doing jazz? Yeah. Like, that's what I don't yeah. understand about well, that performance. Electronic jazz or something. She just made... I'm going to go over the mic, but she makes a noise like this all the time. She goes... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Are you all right, hon? Are you okay, hon? I'm just briefly channeling Fergie. (laughs) Why? What was she? What was she going for? Is what I don't. That's why the Fergie video is better than Glenn because Glenn's just like this, like massive fuck up when she misses the note. Whereas the Fergie thing is just is such. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a real. It's like it's a long term commitment. That video. (laughs) Now, Rich, I'm coming to you live for your thoughts live several months after the event uh because you had 
several things to say about Michelle Obama. Oh, Michelle Obama. First of all, what I love about Michelle Obama is she can dress for an occasion, but she can yes. also not dress for an occasion. And I love the difference between what she wore to Trump's inauguration versus mm. this one. Trump's, it was like, it was a step away from like a messy bun and sweatpants. She was just not <laughs> giving it anything and she sat there with a face on the whole time this one she walks out she looks flawless she's got that walk she's just giving me she just oh. she knows how to turn it on when you want her to and oh she looked perfect i think she looked the best i was like by not turning it on yeah, is did. more of a statement than if she had turned it mm. on it's like a statement yeah. in itself yeah her, yeah lack of effort yeah i think she won definitely i mean commoner looked amazing but it was, yeah, I think Michelle took some beating. I think if your husband is Barack Obama and everyone is still going, oh my God, Michelle's here, like, you've won, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, right? <laughs> you've won, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've taken that crown. And then we went into the... the oh, we extent- didn't mention the gold microphone. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention the gold microphone. I got a gold microphone. Yeah. True camp, I demand one for <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> I was going to say, we've got one, why is yours? <laughs> no, shit! <laughs> I mean, we do have one, listener. I have a beautiful gold gold microphone. Uh, <laughs> now, then we got the so. sort of extended concert afterwards uh, featuring, what a coincidence, <gasps> Charlotte Dambois. Oh, oh, this is my... I was going to say Chris Adams. <laughs> <laughs> what? What a coincidence. I wonder where this was going. Was like, <laughs> I, I sort of forgot the online Broadway medley. Was this an official yeah. part of the inauguration or did they just yeah. get, get it together themselves? It was on I, CNN. I think it was, yeah, it was the Tom Hanks, wasn't just Tom, Tom and Makes. It was like, yeah, it was the official. Lots of Broadway faces. Cheetah Rivera gave us a little bit of hair at the end. Jeez. So nice to see Cheetah. So nice isn't to see it? Cheetah. Glad to see she's all right. Um, all sorts Audra. of Audra McDonald was there. All the greats were there. Some of the people who were actually in Rent were there. I spotted, uh, what's his face? Mark. Uh, Yes, um, Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp, good job. <laughs> Sounds like a made my, up my, my, um, my research is impeccable for this day. Anthony Rapp. No, his name's actually Anthony Rapp. And, um, That's his real name. Rapp with a W? N- no, R and two Ps. R-A-P. There's like W-R-A-P. Yeah. Who else was in it? Quite a lot of people were in it. Sheridan? Yeah. Sheridan Smith was not in it. Sheridan was not invited. She's not classified as a Broadway star. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but, not on paper, anyway. But, in her head. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Charlotte Dunbar's and Betty Buckley uh, yes. of the original Carry the Musical Company, which I'm sure they both now would prefer to have an updated bio. <laughs> but uh, they're both... They both featured quite heavily, which was nice. Just Charlotte dancing away at the end in what looked like a lovely lakeside home. Oh, lovely. I mean, we've, around, we've been to that home virtually. Virtually we on Zoom. interviewed Charlotte in her home. We I think did. she was in New York when we interviewed her. Was she? Yeah. Sure. Maybe maybe she lives in upstate New York. In the Hamptons or something. She was doing some lovely dancing. Lovely dancing. Couple, um, what do you call Cartwheels? Uh, maybe. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure what the technical term is, but <laughs> cart, cartwheel-esque moves. Can't Charlotte, win. oh no, get her on the blower. Get her on. Who? Get, Charlotte. Get her on. Betty Buckley, of course, again. Betty Buckley in Rent stunning. was something you'd never imagined that you'd see, <laughs> but there she was. <laughs> Do you think she was their first choice for Maureen? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't get into the movie. Yeah, they they were all about 45 in the film version of Rent, so I'm surprised Betty yes, wasn't drawn they were. Oh, I've just watched that brilliant 45-minute uh, takedown of Rent that you sent me, Nobs. <laughs> Oh, had a fantastic time. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, anyway. We're here to celebrate rent today. Yes, not talk about how dog shit it is. <laughs> it's boring though. For isn't the it? for the more headless listeners shit, as well, it? they should probably know the reason that the carry uh, connection is. This yes, well, that, that's that's the second point on my agenda. Actually, I, I imagine most people know by now, but <laughs> we've not made a secret of it. No, well. Now this brings us to point two on the LDE AGM. We launched a podcast. We did. We launched another podcast that isn't this we one. Podcast, yeah. Have you all listened to it? Yes. 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 They do answer. Yes, it's really good, isn't it? It's going really well. We we're, we're we're launching episode five this week. Yeah. Which is amazing. Um, it's uh, edited by Tom, your husband. Yeah. Hello. And spoken by you. And me. And you. What a coincidence. <laughs> what a mixture. And Rich gets name checked. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so he's fucked my job around a bit. 
<laughs> Fuck my drag. <laughs> no, it's been very exciting, hasn't it? It's been amazing. And we've been so lucky to receive such lovely feedback from people. Yeah, thank you, everyone. On Twitter and um, on iTunes. Yeah, I mean, it really could have gone either way. It could, it? They could, have been, <laughs> they could have been like, what are you doing? What a waste of time. Like, ten, ten episodes. Yeah. Ten hours? <laughs> ten hours? <laughs> but instead, they were people have been extremely receptive. Yeah, it had lots well, of we've people. only done five so far. So, so maybe That's that. true. Maybe the people who hate it just aren't feeding back. <laughs> Yes. Not letting us know. Which I'm, I'm pleased about. Or maybe just not listening. <laughs> yeah. They just yeah, stopped. Right in. We are just screaming into the void now. Yeah. We do know there's a few people that are still listening. So thank you to, to those people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's well, been exciting. Lots of people are listening. More than a few. We're, uh, yeah, doing lovely numbers. Well, we're, we're, we're almost going to be around longer than... Actually, we will, by the end of the series, have been around longer than Carrie the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> which is really nice yeah and sad. which if you nice and sad and if you haven't listened to it tune in from the beginning yes don't start halfway through <laughs> no, it won't make any sense <laughs> like carrie <laughs> an absolute piece of, of art that we're all very proud yes. of mm-hmm. it's called out for blood by the way out for yeah we blood. didn't say that <laughs> you can find it in your podcast app and while you're there, like, subscribe, and write a review. It would be lovely. Yeah. And the same for this one. And the while same you're for on the this app. One, that'd be nice. Yeah, you know, you've got the app out. Homework. Do a bit, do a bit of finger work. Lovely. Now, Home. this brings me to item three on the LDE Ooh. AGM. Ooh. Unfortunately, only one of the people on this call has watched the documentary. Oh. <laughs> but we are going to talk about the Britney documentary. <laughs> Not the disappearance of Shannon Matthews, which I watched the other night on Channel 5. I love that in your head, these two documentaries are on par. It was a great documentary. (laughs) And of the same, like, cultural touchstone. Do you want to do, like, a point two B or something? No, I mean... You can talk us through Shannon Matthews. We've already covered Dennis Nielsen in great depth. I don't think we can (laughs) get into Shannon Matthews today. Just go and talk about Britney. But then, what a coincidence, Sheridan Smith. Sheridan Smith played... Played her her month's... Her month's mate? Karen Matthews' mate. Karen. Karen Matthews' mate. Very well. I think she won an award. I think she won a BAFTA or something, TV Quick Award or something. Good for her. So... That's why you should see it all comes back to Divas in the end. Yeah. I think we can firmly assert that nobody involved in the disappearance no. of Shannon Matthews is a diva. Do you remember when, um, no. do you remember when Alan Carr nearly got cancelled because he went on stage at some awards do and just described Karen Matthews as a gay icon? <laughs> <laughs> Alan Carr. Oh, the I, devil in you. I adore that. Forever place. living on the edge of oh, being yeah. mum friendly, but also incredibly outrageous. <laughs> Can I make a side recommendation for... Um, yes! It, what's it called? Interior Design the Masters great, or something yes, like yes. that? It's like House Doctor. No, not House Doctor. Different. Sim- <laughs> I'll, I'll, okay, let's get side, sidebar. I'd like to recommend House Doctor from the <laughs> 90s. But people can't watch it, Chris. It's not on any... It is, it's... It's still, I think it's still playing early mornings on Channel 5. You just set it to series <laughs> link and you get hundreds of them. nothing else on. Basically, in that show, Anne-Marie's the house doctor has been brought up. The, the, the big hook is that she's American and no one's ever met an American person before. And she comes over <laughs> and sweeps through some horrible British houses in the 90s and just tells people to dis, like destroy them in order to sell them. So any sense of personal personalization it's just painted beige the dog's murdered the the garden is plowed over and alistair appleton is sort of sort of marauding around the house just looking sort of in camp surprise at the destruction that's unfolding and then in in a swift 25 minutes uh the owners return they cry because the house has been destroyed but they sell the house yeah they get forced to watch videos of people wandering around their shitty house reading it to film yeah, yeah. It off. anyway that's not what i was recommending but i do recommend that i was i recommend it you missed out the best bit which is the sexual tension between alistair and the house doctor even though he's obviously homosexual so she just walks so around the whole quiet. time like oh alistair i bet you like tits <laughs> 
No, obviously not. <laughs> if you keep watching through the series as well, it's a really lovely narrative emerges because clearly between the series at one point, he's told her. Yeah. And, and she's fucking livid. <laughs> she's fully phoning it in by the later series. She just says yeah. like 10 keywords and leaves. <laughs> House, doctor. <laughs> In the first series, she doesn't even do anything. She they go through a thirty-minute <laughs> process, and she's basically just yes. bought some new cushions. They... Like it's so basic. Can we do? Can we tackle this in a separate podcast? <laughs> Do you remember the episode where she made that woman paint over the the mural from her husband's funeral? Awful. Mural. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, everyone signed the wall. <laughs> oh. The best one, though, there was one with a sort of slightly hippie lady who had just a room full of, I mean, they were like birds. <laughs> Real birds? Yeah, like cages of birds. What would they be? Budgies or something? <laughs> Remember that one? All the cages. You looked out the kitchen, didn't you? And it was just like... Yeah, hundreds of birds. But she just let them fly around the house. So everything was just covered in bird crap. And, like, there'd just be birds landing on Amory's shoulder and stuff. <laughs> and she's just, like... Amory's just lost it and just made her just get rid of all these birds. And then at the end of the show, when they normally have a big, like, thing that goes, sold, Al- Alistair goes, oh, now the house has been sold. But actually, he just popped and went... Unfortunately, Jane returned all the birds the day after Amory's left. And there's just a, sh- just a shot of the birds flying around there, it's shitting all over Amory's <laughs> new sofas. And, oh, oh, it's so it. good. It's so good. Oh, but that wasn't actually what you were going to No, so I was going to recommend... Um, oh, what the hell is it called? I think it's called Interior Design Masters. Interior Design Masters with Alan yeah. Carr. And the first series was hosted by someone else, but... Um, they've now got Alan Carr in, which adds oh. this kind of sarcastic edge. So <laughs> 10 interior designers every week, they all are pitted against each other to design a different interior. Oh, so like one it. week it's like a show home, the next week it's an office, the next week it's a shop, and every week someone's eliminated. And it gets quite vicious. And this is also this designer lady, I don't know who she is, but she's horrible to them. <laughs> she's like, you were very lazy this week, Mark. <gasps> Uh, and Mark's just crying away. And because of COVID, obviously, no one can, no one can give him a hug. <laughs> so he's just like marched away. So I think I'm actually repeating an anecdote that Alan Carr gave on a chat show. I think it was on Great Not. But, um, but, but, but Alan is just called in. Really, and you know, they're against the clock, but then Alan's brought in to chat to them and just be really sarky. And there's also, shit. because obviously it's interior, it. interior it's design, a lot of them are homosexual men. So there's a really gorgeous, like, uh, frosty cattiness between Alan Carr and the designers who are just oh. sort of peacocking their way about in a homosexual yeah. manner. It's excellent. And do oh, get it because they some of the designs are, they're not like changing rooms level stupid. Yeah. Like they don't, de- you know, design, you know, a sort of, you know. A floating teapot shelf. Yeah, that kind yes. of thing. But some of them are wildly inappropriate for the location. Oh my God, so, I love it. Th- like someone will be told, you know, this is a show home. You have to rein it in. People have to be able to imagine their new lives here. And yet someone still, you know, paints zigzags all over the walls and builds, you know, a bar <laughs> or something. But so it is, it is worth a watch. It's the kind of, it's the natural descendant of the house doctor and changing rooms. Oh, I love it. Yeah. We'll watch that tonight, I reckon. Yeah, I think so. Get involved. That sounds absolutely, what's it on? BBC, I think. It's on. I think it's, it's on Netflix. No, I think it's, it's on, on Channel Four. Isn't no, it? it's on actual TV. Maybe it's my my license fee is paid for this. Yeah, thrilled. You've only missed two episodes of the, of this series. The first series is there, but obviously it doesn't have the added. Oh fuck it! No, I, I only want car. Amazing. I think the first series is on Netflix. Who was the presenter in the first series? Fern Cotton. Fern Cotton. Oh was the yeah, first we watched series. it. Oh, we did watch that. We did yeah, watch it. Turned it, it off. She must have got. She must have been like, I don't, I've had enough of this. What does Fern Cotton do these days? Well, she doesn't do inter- interior design anymore. She must no. have thought, you know, I've sod this. I'm not parading around the nation in the middle of a pandemic to look at people's walls. I think it's really kind that you thought that was her choice. Yeah, Aww. exactly. Walking <laughs> away. She's got... Um, now, this is this is bitchy, but oh. Fern oh. Cotton is just made for a collaboration with Tesco, isn't she? <laughs> F and F. <laughs> Fern for F and F. It's just like, if it hasn't happened, someone should reach out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like Florence and Fred. Oh, there's nothing wrong with F and F. You, I mean, you, pre- you, pre- you prefixed it with the, this was bitchy, so we've all just assumed you meant ill by it. God, I'll have a la- Lady Gaga little talk shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, with actually, that, little did like, little did some kind of very trendy designer partnership in Germany or something. I remember reading really? about it. They've made some little branded trainers, like mm. yellow and blue trainers. I actually really liked them. And they were like eight hundred euros or something, and they were queue queue outside every little. Yeah. Oh, amazing! Sorry, anyway. No, well, we were going to talk about the Britney Spears documentary. Oh, yeah. We've gone, gone wildly off topic. Sorry. Maybe we should have a little break and we come back, we'll talk oh about Britney. I'm so sorry. <laughs> right, are we on? Yeah. Lovely. And we're back. Now, we, <laughs> uh, we have ascertained, dear listener, that you can watch House Doctor at five in the morning. 5.35 a.m. on Channel 5 <laughs> daily. Every day? Yeah, Every set, day. Uh, what about the weekend? Seriously. No, weekdays only. Don't be ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How many episodes did they make? Oh, there must be thousands of them. I hope so. Uh, but we are, going to, we are going to detour away from Anne-Marie now to talk about Britney Spears. Now... From one diva to another. From one diva to another. Rich, you have seen it. Uh, how is it? Is it harrowing? The thing I'm not sure how to talk about this documentary on your comedy podcast is there's nothing funny about it's. It's it's really really well done. It's really sad, and um, and I think it's definitely good that it has brought a broader awareness to not only the plight of Britney Spears, although that's obviously important for her, but to the general sort of way in which we talk about people in the in the media with um clear kind of mental health problems or just just mm-hmm. people generally i think it's really sad that we have to spell that out to people to say be nice um i think i am livid with justin timberlake again oh any excuse this this little shit <laughs> like not justin timberlake <sighs> coming out now being like i'm really sorry i tri-. no you did you did treat britney badly and you treated every other diva badly yeah and you're only sorry because people are calling it out and you're trying to like i don't know save fans so you can release another god-awful album in the woods like no <laughs> i am so angry he is the scourge of the diva he is the he? scourge <sighs> he just comes for them every time he really and, does I mean, i'm being a hypocrite because katie perry did a similar thing but i feel like we've all been guilty in the past maybe being a bit of a cow to Britney in search of a joke. And yeah. that's all she did one time, as far as we know, on camera. Whereas he had a, you know, sustained negative impact on her life and Janet and Jessica and all the others. So, no. Exactly. What did, what did Perry do? What does she say? Oh, Katy Perry in an interview, it goes round every, you know, one of those things that like circles Twitter every six months. Yeah. Um, she did an interview and she said, someone. she's quite early in her career and she talks about Someone asked about the pressure of fame and she says something like, ah, ha, ha, at least I've not resorted to shaving my head like Britney or something oh, like that. It's like, it's like not cute, but you know, she's had some bangers, so I can forgive her. She's grown immensely as an artist, hasn't she? Again, from the inauguration, because let's face it, firework isn't in her range, but she, <laughs> but she pulled it out the bee because... Mm. And that is Diva Energy. It's going, I can't sing this song, but I'm making it the, I'm going to sing it at the inauguration. Incredible. She has made, she's had an incredible career. Yeah. And she can't, because I always think, I'm never here for like, go back to Britney. Yeah. I am a massive Britney Spears fan. And I'm always so bored. And people are like, but Britney can't sing. It's like, yeah, but nobody needs Britney to sing. It's not what it's for. Like we need Britney to just like, lip sync and dance like Britney can dance. Yeah. Whereas Katy Perry, like, I like Katy Perry a lot, but she can't really dance or really <laughs> sing. Or she, she's just so charismatic. She can smash through and make an entire career. Like, good for her. Good I for think. her. That's that's BDE in action. That is BDE. Yeah. But also, Katie, find the note, babe. Find Girl, the note. find that note. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's quite, it's quite a tradition of divas who do that, isn't there? It's just like, oh, your staple song is, is not comfortable for you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I include uh, Rita Ora in that. Although, What would we say is her staple song? Oh, that one, the, the R.I.P., the first one. Oh, yeah. She, it, was, it was still, any song. I, okay, now this needs to be cut because I'll just go off on a massive Aura rant. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you can't hear... Th- I think there's some shagging foxes outside. Oh. I hope ca- they don't get picked up. No, we can't. Do you remember when my mum filmed those foxes having sex <laughs> on the on the, on the the roof next to our house? Oh, yeah, maybe. 
she was frantically looking for it on her phone yesterday. We're like, why would you still have some, oh, years ago. some footage of some shagging foxes? What the fuck is wrong with her? She's always trying to find a way to make some money. She's always, she's the, <laughs> the Dell boy of North London. <laughs> You've got to have a side hustle. And my mum <laughs> is being a fox pornographer, apparently. <laughs> They're very loud. They are really loud. They sound like someone's been killed. They, well, we've got one in our new house. There's a fox. And it, in the... Not, not in the house, in the garden. And it did a, it did a shit that stank to high heaven. Mm, they're like dogs, aren't they? They are like dogs. And this one was bigger than a dog. I thought it was it was the size of a small horse. <laughs> Do you remember that time when um, Christopher Adams came to your house, got really pissed, yeah. then walked back to the tube station and got chased by a fox yes. and threw sausage rolls at him? <laughs> yes, I do remember this. <laughs> this is when we, we burst our The Foxes Are Coming conspiracy. Yes. <laughs> We thought they were taking over the world. Another documentary. Well, I had a bit too much drink. Well, look, you'd read in the paper that one had been on a train. They get trains now. Yeah, they get trains. They just <laughs> wander into airports. Well, it's like Chicken Run. Chicken wasn't run there too. one in the, in the Houses of Parliament or something? Yeah, yeah. Look, they're in the basically seat of an insurrection. <laughs> are you thinking of Liam Fox? Maybe. Maybe. No, we are thinking very where much. You've got confused. Who's that terrible t- man on Twitter? Who's he? Oh, um, Lawrence Fox. Lawrence oh, Fox. Oh, yeah. Awful. Anyway, sidebar. Sidebar. Um, just to go back to Britney really quickly. Is this quickly. still in the podcast? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. um, I think the lovely thing about the Britney Spears documentary is it's shown more people that if you actually go back, she's had some absolute bangers. Oh, yeah. And people write her off as like, she's, you know, baby one more time. Oops, I did it again. And it's over. But even the latter songs, they're just so good so i'm so glad i'm i'm obviously like you know hashtag free britney we very much support yeah. that but also it's so great that people are listening to britney properly now right yeah mm. i You've mean been quite reticent to address free britney haven't you because yeah because probably because that, for that same reason that you were well just because there there are some people who i think have not done the due diligence and like i I totally obviously free britney but like some some people would get a bit daft and being like you can see messages in her eyelashes which kind of <laughs> yeah. which kind of undermines the whole thing it's like don't don't make it look like QAnon. like help the girl yeah. um yeah i think the documentary is actually really good for that because because it, it does make it very clear that although the way that it's being managed is very poor yeah and very unfair i mean she's being held captive but it's also doesn't shy away from the fact that she is going through and has been for a long time been going through mental health struggles and does need support. Yeah. So it's quite, it's well balanced in that it's not like, you know, the, the movement before the documentary felt very like free Britney because she's fine and they're locked her away in a castle. Like she's Rapunzel. And it's like, yeah. well, no, there are things going on that only her and her family and her doctors know about, but, the, only, the way to do it is not to lock her in her house with her phone so she goes on Instagram Live all the time. Yeah. Although, thank God she does. It's great. <laughs> it is wonderful. It was wonderful. So, yeah, that's our, we, we, that's Britney Doc covered and House Doctor equally, I think. So I think we've given mm. them the, the cultural yeah. weight they, they deserve. <laughs> and the Fox takeovers. And the Fox takeover. Um, yeah. Excellent. So now, famously, uh, we do not do RuPaul's Drag Race coverage on this podcast. Um, no. No, we no. we did do it for two episodes and, and then we stopped doing it. Um, go back and listen to our conversations on Kay. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, I, I was going to bring it up just because obviously there's a lot of diva. We've had some diva appearances. We've got the GC to look forward to on Good Drag Next Race. Week. Yeah. I just want to say um, from the bottom of my heart, um, bing, bang, bong. <laughs> just that. <laughs> Can't stop listening to it. It won't go. Release anywhere. the beast, Bimini. <laughs> I love her. Is she your one? They're all my one. I love all of them. I well, I don't love all of them, but oh, so good. So good. I started a campaign on Twitter. I say a campaign. I sent one tweet on Twitter, <laughs> campaigning to get Annika Rice as a guest judge on, mm. on oh. RuPaul's Drag Race United Kingdom. So, if anyone has any connections to make, that it does happen, make perfect yes. sense because she could literally do a challenge. Like, it would work so well. Challenge Annika, be. there's something there. Mm. Like, yeah. They could do a kind of 90s, uh, like, Annika-style runway, Absolutely. shell suits and things. I just think there's a lot of a lot of things you could do with it. I really agree. And I think also we need to 
to in the public imagination because a number of people, it turns out, thought she was anti the body turner. Mm. And now I was surprised about that too. And they're very different in my mind. They're very different. They occupy completely different places. And yeah. And and now one is thoroughly cancelled, and one is uh, is. Yeah. An eternal diva. I can see that though because I've never, I never watched an Anthea Turner or, uh, oh my god, I forgot her name, Annika Rice, because <laughs> I never watched their like their TV shows when what? I was a kid. So therefore, they they do occupy the same space in my head of like mm. just before me, kids TV presenters. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, how much would you need to be paid to have Flake sponsor your <laughs> wedding? <laughs> This took up about two hours of our last Zoom call, didn't it? So let's just do it again. Um, it depends on the level of sponsorship. I think I drew a line at pull-up banners and a, and uh, flake colouring, yeah. like uh, you, fake, you... a flake colour scheme. 20k was your cut-off point. I think it? I said 20 quite. 20. Or minimum spend. I can't speak. I keep saying the wrong things. <laughs> 20k for a bit of mild flake branding. Tom, it turned out, would have done it, essentially, would have paid them. (laughs) (laughs) Love flesh. Just because it's really camp. (laughs) I think I said I'd like 10k. 10k would be your... Yeah, and what's like, don't tell the bride's like 12, right? So... Yeah. It would involve you, Holly, in a a flake dress. Yeah. Like... Like the drag queens in the chip cones. Yes. You in a in a flake wrapper. Yeah. And you'd have to probably with a big headpiece. A huge chocolate headpiece. Basically, like something (laughs) off the Masked Singer, (laughs) like the sausage off the Masked Singer, but a flake. But a flake. And again, credit where it's due. Richard Hawkins knew ahead of every single reveal who the diva in question was. The fact that no one agreed with me that it was Joss Stone and it was so just sorry. literally her actual voice. I was like, this looks sounds like her first album. What are we doing? Like, this is stupid. <laughs> this project. I mean, Joss Stone. <laughs> oh, be careful. <laughs> what a wild voice that woman has. <laughs> she. Uh, I think it was, she was one of those one of those masked singers that no one could quite believe was would do the masked singer. I think that was the reason everyone. I feel out. like part of it is because Joss Stone was maybe of a moment. Yeah. And hasn't sort of done like, like, you know, Gabrielle was maybe of a moment, but has sustained a level of like presence in your brain. Whereas for me, Joss Stone yeah. just was not present for a, a decade. Now she's gone. And now she's on the masked singer. Yeah. I mean, that's a, she's that's back. kind of its appeal though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Look at the other people that were on the masked singer. The guy from Aha. What? The guy from Aha. Yeah, what that was we... strange, wasn't it? Yeah. I would love to Sing be his a booker. Own song. Can you imagine being a booker for the masked singer? Oh, best job uh, ever. It must be very difficult. The variety as well of how yeah. they do it. Because in America, they have actual big recording styles. Like Lil Wayne did it and went out first. But like oh. the fact that they can... Conv- yeah, no. <laughs> um, but also, what's Lil Wayne singing on the masked singer? Do we think yeah. there's some kind of contractual obligations involved here? Because like... Sophie Ellis-Bexter went out first, didn't mm. she? Yeah, she it's did. A bit like, do you think Sophie was like, I'll do it for a week? I'll do it for two weeks? I don't know. No, there's not mysterious. a single chance in hell that a Spice Girl would not agree to do that no. and then agree to go out second. Not a chance. The look so. of intense shame that, that <laughs> Sophie Ellis-Bexter and Mel B and indeed Martin McCutcheon all mm. wore as they were unmasked too soon was <laughs> enough for, for me to be like, this... Is if I couldn't love this program more, you now have this absolute perp walk going on of divas who <laughs> yeah. thought they were going to be Joss Stone and get... Sophie Ellis-Bexter looked like she'd <laughs> caught having a poo behind some recycling bins. <laughs> she thought she was on for an MBA after this lockdown shenanigans. She absolutely fucked that. <laughs> I, do, I do strongly maintain that whoever them bitches were in the audience doing the voting were aggressively homophobic. Oh, so homophobic. It's a hate crime. It is a hate crime. I liked it when Mel B got unmasked and she was like <laughs> trying to clutch at straws to be like, well, I did fool you though. And it's like literally Mo Gilligan went, that's Mel B. The minute the minute <laughs> yeah. you opened your mouth. Like you don't even get to, you didn't fool anyone, doll. My favourite part of the final, I think you pointed it out, was they opened the show with all of the previous eliminated <laughs> contestants yeah. back on stage singing a song and doing a dance. But then they didn't take their masks off. <laughs> so it was, they were sort of suggesting that they'd, Flown back, Mel B, <laughs> Sophia Baxter, Martin McCutcheon, Gabrielle. and all the rest of the gang, Gabrielle, to do one 
one minute's worth of singing on stage and then not reveal themselves and then, and then leave. Them. And we were supposed to buy that. <laughs> and we were supposed to believe that this just wasn't the people from the office, like, drafted in to dress as a bloody clock and, like, do a dance. <laughs> My, I, that would be my dream. Imagine working at, like in the mass singer office doing the counts, and they're like, "Sharon, we need you to be. We need you to play an alien. We need you to be a blob tonight, just I, for five minutes." I ended up doing something similar when we, remember when you were working at the Globe Knobs, and I was there, and, and they they had a, the midnight matinee of the Merry Wives of Windsor. Oh, yeah, and you had to be a child. They couldn't use the children for midnights. So they were like, you're short. Can you get in this costume and dance about? And I had yeah, some, I just, someone on my head similar to that. <laughs> it was like a couple of nights it was just someone from the office did it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think Char- our friend, our, our co-friend Charlotte, who worked in the production team, who was just not did it short. Who was it's about five foot ten. Yeah. But I think, you know, it was midnight. Everyone was very drunk. Everyone was hammered. added to the, the atmosphere. I think I got 50 quid. Oh, great. Oh, well, there you go. Put that on your CV. Child, <laughs> standing child, Mary Wise. Spot, get spotlight on the phone. <laughs> well, as it turned out, I had my playing age down as twenty-one to twenty-five until <laughs> last week. So <laughs> funny that the jobs have been rolling. I've in. not been on the cutting edge of my career. Let's put it that way. Why <laughs> <laughs> me? And and that age range is perfectly appropriate for me, as we all. know. What kind of roles would you be up for with that kind of playing age? Oh, I could play a nurse. Um, young mum. Young mum. Um, Not with twenty-one to twenty-five. Really young mum. Mm. Um, maybe um, I could play. What other? You could be in Riverdale. I could be in Riverdale. Yeah, yeah. or the OC. Uh, they bring it back. Yeah, and we have spoken to. What oh, yeah. a coincidence! What a coincidence! The guy who makes Riverdale, he's on our podcast as well. Yeah, that's exciting, isn't it's it? It's really exciting. It's a big deal. Should we have a word? You could have a, you could get a part. Hello, I would like to play Veronica's be... old mum. Anyone who's twenty-one to twenty-five. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, that's that has been my dream, as we know, to play Shelley for fifteen yeah. years. Full circle, guys. That AGM oh. went full circle. Oh, are they all? Is that all the topics covered? That's all I had. Great. General secretaries, do you have anything to, to AOB? AOB. Uh, I think we've sort of covered everything, really. Um, uh, flats for sale. If anyone wants to buy another <laughs> flat, in <laughs> please get in touch. <laughs> Uh, we, we do need some buyers. Uh, yeah, I do. If you nip to right move, uh, be fabulous. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Zoopla. <laughs> I wish. I love Zoopla. Yeah, get in touch. Um, Zoopla, get in touch. Really quality content. As you can see, we talk about house sales, mortgages, house doctor, house doctor, <laughs> interior design. It's the perfect podcast for Zoopla to sponsor. Oh, I wish. And Maurice would do a home selling app like how Sarah Beanie tried uh, to. What would you call it? Beige. Sarah Beanie Purple Bread. Sarah Beanie, didn't Sarah Beanie do mysinglefriend.com? Oh my gosh, she did. Yeah, she did. No, only that. fishing, more fishing. No, it's mysinglefriend.com. Yes. You sign up, you sign up your single mate, which is incredibly patronizing. Yeah, she's an estate agent's thing. Tepilo, they were shit. But Tepilo, that's it, not yeah. Purple Bread. Yeah. Um, Poor old Sarah Beanie. She was. She, I don't feel sorry for her. She set up mysinglefriend.com. <laughs> Sounds awful. Sarah, do you think Sarah Beanie's a dickhead? Uh, yeah. Um, that's the hell I'm going to die on it's next. coming down hard on that. There we go. Yeah. Well, let's cancel that sponsorship. There we go. That's that's that in tatters. <laughs> what was she going to sponsor? This podcast. Mysinglefriend.com presents Little Diva Energy. My I, I did have a very brief fantasy when you were talking about it, when I did a little flight of fantasy where we got a Zoopla sponsorship for your House Doctor podcast. Oh, <laughs> Oh, we'll see. There we go. Come it's commercial. On. Today's episode of House Doctored is brought to you by <gasps> Zoopla. There we go. Great. Well, we put that out into the, into the universe. Yeah. Was there any any other any other business? Uh, um, no. Well, I mean, we've covered everything that right. there is to cover. What else has happened since your last episode? That's about it. That's about it, really. Uh, Panic D is is rolling on. <laughs> Get your vaccines. Get your vaccine. Uh, they're doing the census soon. The census is coming. Fill in Very your census. Exciting. Fill in your census. You can tell it you're a gay now, can't you? 
Oh, I, I hope so. Oh, there's something about that, but you cut that because it's probably really political and I don't know anything about it. I mean, last time you were allowed to tell it you were a Jedi, so I hope you're allowed to tell <laughs> it you're a homosexual. What about a homosexual Jedi? <laughs> I, I disagree with people ruining the census. No, take... Tick the right things. Fill you in your the census, census. Don't you? You're not a bloody Jedi. Get a grip. <laughs> wow, Chris. Big fan wow. of the census, turns out. No, we... Really, really coming down hard no. on the identity politics. <laughs> I, actually, I actually watched, I think it was TED Talk or something about the census. It's very important. I bet it, yeah. Because the government uses it to allocate its funding. So if you tell them you're a Jedi <laughs> rather than a homosexual, <laughs> then all the funding is presumably directed to Jedi support <laughs> and rather than services that people need. Exactly. So stop pissing about and just tick the right box on the census. He feels for, we wrote a song about it last time there was a census. I mean, we didn't write a song. We took one of Jonathan Larson's songs and... <laughs> <laughs> applied it to the census. Feeling your the census, yeah. Judy Dench, just in hers. <laughs> <laughs> and she's really famous. famous. So if anyone wants to write in with their suggestions for verse two of filling your census. <laughs> Please don't. It also means that the 1921 census becomes available to researchers. Oh, lovely. Which is interesting. If there are any... Um, any you know, local history researchers who listen to the podcast. <laughs> they might be. It's local history researchers and Spurs fans. Yeah, that's that's our time. I'm trying to them. find you some podcast sponsorship angles. You could get sponsored by, you know, ancestry.com. <laughs> 23 and me. Keywords. Yeah. It's all about keywords. Census. There you go. You should work in marketing. I should. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day I, I will. Maybe one day I will. <laughs> one, day, one day your dream will be realised. <laughs> so that re- we shall wrap that up then to say, please subscribe to our podcast and Fill like it. Fill in the it. census. Fill in your census. Please subscribe. Get your vaccine. Get your vaccine. Go over to Out for Blood. Follow Very me nice. on TikTok. TikTok. Rich, do your TikTok. Just follow me on it. What's it called? The Boldest Bitch. Ah, oh, love it. But it's spelt bish, right? No, it's bitch. I rebranded. I decided to go X-rated. Yeah. Ooh. So it's just the boldest bitch. Wow. Love it. Um, we've got a Patreon, and we're going to be doing a Diva Film Club this month on Hairspray. <gasps> Ooh. Original or remake? The OG, babe. Mm, okay, we'll probably cover the, the remake, we will cover but we won't the... watch it for no. What sort of benefits can I get if I become a Patreon? What a good question. Well, Chris Adams, you can receive... More marketing. More marketing. More marketing. Yeah. Keywords. You can receive uh, personalised diva greetings. You can receive um, uh, episodes early. You Monthly can... diva film club. Exclusive content. Branded <laughs> merch and that. There's all merch. kinds of advantages. Ooh. Yes. Exciting. Yeah. Fabulous. And uh, yeah, we love you. Thank you very much. Bye, listeners. Goodbye. What's it really awkward? Bye. 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 Just all comes out of my head. I know. It's probably best to get it out. There's a lot of Amaris in there, isn't there? Rattling around. Oh, really is. Last time you were on this podcast, you were you were going on about the Nolans go cruising for a good forty minutes, and now we're back. Got to... no one to talk to. Me talk. Well, don't talk to me about Amaris. <laughs>